This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. We believe there are better days ahead, and that's the way it's meant to be. We can't wait to gather again with our circle of friends and gather at the river or the computer for the Lifeway Women Live simulcast. April 17th, 2021, we'll talk about life, love, and other mysteries. And remember, God is with us with a love like no other. Let's bridge the great divide. Whether we gather in person in Tampa, Florida, or online via simulcast, Jesus will still be there. You can register today at lifeway.com slash lifewaywomenlive. We'll keep the candle burning for you. Hello, and welcome to the Mark Podcast. I am Elizabeth Hyman, and I'm here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hi, Kelly. Hey. Hey, Elizabeth. It's so good to be with you. I know. So today, we're so excited because we have a real oh, yeah. treat. Um, we have three guests on the podcast today. I, that may be a first or close to a first. I don't. I think it's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember us having three, you know, but it's going to be the one of the funnest interviews really we've ever will. done. For sure. <laughs> yes. We have the ladies of Point of Grace with us and Thank it's you. so exciting. Welcome, Shelly, Denise, and Lee. And so, thank you. Hi. (laughs) So, one of the I feel like we should all just start singing. Like, I just (laughs) totally. You don't want to hear me sing, though. But I would love for each of y'all. We don't like to uh, do like big introductions for everybody because we like to hear from y'all. So, if y'all will each just introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourself and like your families, your ministry, and your life today. (laughs) Date of birth. Well, on my screen, I'm in the top right (laughs) corner, so I'm going to go first. (laughs) Um. I'm Shelly Marine, and I've been married to my husband, David, for 24 years. We have two children. One is an 18-year-old girl that's about to graduate from high school named Caroline, and the other one is a two-year-old furry little King Charles Cavalier Spaniel (laughs) who sometimes loves me more than my 18-year-old. You know, that's just the way it goes with but teenagers. Yeah. But anyway, um, and yeah, we're just, um, we've been in the ministry, but David and I both are in the music business. And so um, we make that work and we're just trying to get through this year like everybody else. So. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, well, hey, I'm Denise Jones and I am married to my husband, Stu. And we've been married for 28 years. And um, we are Oklahoma people originally. Woohoo! Boomer Sooner. That's right. That's um, right. Yes, but we, we raised our family here. And we were the first Point of Grace married couple. And uh, he is in medicine. He works in medicine. He does not do music at all. He, he, however, was our very first sound man when we were dating. And he knew nothing um, about what he was doing. But. It, it worked for us. He was cheap labor. Um, but anyway, uh, we have two boys. One is 23 and one is 20. And they go to the University of Oklahoma. Um, and it's just been really sweet because my parents still live there. And so 
they get to see them, which they didn't get to grow up seeing their grandparents a lot, you know, and we get to go to Norman and see both. And so that's, that's been fun. And so we, um, you know, we got started as a, as point of grace at Washita Baptist University. Sorry, Kelly, it was the other OBU. I know, <laughs> but anyway, it's been um, quite a journey, and we're just so thankful that we get to do what we do still to this day, and um, it's it's just been a real joy. Yeah, Denise, I love that you have that Oklahoma connection. Yeah. And you know, I think the first time I saw um, the group, you were not Point of Grace. You were Say So. Right. Um, and I think I heard you at a See You at the Poll rally. <laughs> so uh, that probably dates me a little bit, but I, I, I because I was a, I'm still a little bit older than you guys, but um, it was little. really fun. I still remember that was such a fun time, and we were, and everybody was like, you know, I think this group might be going places. I Aww. think they might have a future in business. So yeah, so yeah, Lee, we don't want to forget you. Right. Uh, yeah, my name is Lee Capolino, and I am married to our guitar player Dana, and so he travels with us everywhere we go. He's kind of our little bit of everything: road manager, guitar player, luggage boy, all that stuff. And we've been married, uh, see, Mar this coming March will be our 29th wedding anniversary. So we're like Stu and Denise, we've been married 28 years. We have a 18-year-old daughter as well, and she is a senior this year, and she's going to be graduating in January. And we had a surprise on our 20th wedding anniversary, and so we have a 8-year-old little boy. And he <laughs> is, uh, he's a ton of fun and a ton of energy, and um, we need fill in parents from time to time because we're really tired, <laughs> but we, um, we have lived in Nashville for gosh, uh, over 25 years. So, um, but I'm a Southern belle, grew up in South Carolina and I married a Yankee from New York and so far it's worked out. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. And I'm sure your eight-year-old, like, he just he just keeps you young, right? Like, yeah. he just is going to keep know, you young. That's, that's what, what I keep telling say. That's what they say. Right. I think it's that's bogus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you all have a new book out. It's called How You Live. So let's just tell our listeners a little bit about the book and maybe what inspired you with the book. Yeah, we're so excited about our new book, How You Live It. it first of all, um, it's just you in this case I think you can judge a book by its cover it's uh -huh. such a pretty book they did such a good job with it at Lifeway they did um and it's it's just a really neat book that you know we all just celebrated big birthdays that that kind of 50 birthday mile marker um last year well now it's going on a couple years ago actually and you know just kind of wanted to document some of the things not just for our own kids but for everybody that we've come into contact with along the way and maybe people we haven't met of our journey with the Lord and what he's taught us through different um, lessons and subject matters in life and it was really um, cathartic to be so vulnerable and and you know I just think that that God uses our the stories of belief, fellow believers to teach and encourage and you know, admonish others. And so it's 41 essays written by each of us. And um, yeah, so far it's getting really great. Um, it's getting great reviews. I don't know if we're on the New York Times bestseller list yet, but probably soon. I'm sure after the podcast, it, it's going to yeah. be for Blow sure. Up. Well, the theme of the book is like lessons learned, like you said. And so 
it goes so well with our podcast, which is the Mark podcast. And we always ask people and we'll ask y'all at the end, what has marked you in your walk with Christ? And I love how in the book, there is space for journaling exactly that. Um, And your music has been such a marker for so many people throughout the years. And so is there a song of yours and you may just like take turns that marks a moment for you in your spiritual life. So it doesn't have to be like your very favorite song, but is there like one that is a clear marker of a moment in your spiritual journey that you would like to share? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, well, you know, I joined Point of Grace uh, about 17 years ago. And um, before I joined them, I had lived a, a little bit of a, a life of just just kind of keeping some things to myself. And uh, when I joined Point of Grace, I had the opportunity when we were in the writing room for a record that we did to share a little bit of my testimony and where I was um, with just God's faithfulness and his mercy and forgiveness in my life. And so I shared my testimony with a couple of writers and they came back, uh, Nicole Norderman and Clint Lagerberg. They wrote a song called Heal the Wound. And that probably marked something very, quite pivotal in my life because it was an opportunity for me to melodically share God's goodness um, because of his redemption and his forgiveness um, for me and um, but it was a message for me to, to share with others because we have all probably lived with some guilt and shame in our lives, but God restores all of it. He redeemed all of it, and He didn't just do it for me. He did it for all of us, and so um, that song is is probably the mark of where I saw and appreciated in my adulthood really, truly the redemptive power of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say if there's like a song that was a marker for me, I would say probably Blue Skies. Um, when we were recording that song, my husband actually uh, had just had a, uh, some x-rays done. Um, he was had some pain in his leg and, um, you know, he's in the med- medical field. So, you know, they see things and think, you know, that they, they know what to worry about, which I don't, you know, and he was extremely nervous that it was going to be bone cancer. And um, we were literally in the waiting process. He had gone to get his tests and stuff. And we were in that waiting process when I was supposed to go to the studio and sing Blue Skies. And um, I remember it plain as day. I was at a stoplight on my way to the studio. And I was just, I, I just had my second baby. And I'm just thinking, you know, Lord, I, I can't raise these two boys on my own. And, you know, what, what does this look like? And I'm terrified and I'm so scared. And it was one of those like pivotal moments where it wasn't like this audible voice, but it was so clear to my spirit that he was like, no matter what, I have this and I have you and I'm, I'm holding you. And it was just, it was like, it was like he spoke in the car. He just, it was such an, it wasn't an audible voice, but it was so clear to my spirit, like this voice in my spirit that just said, I have you, I've got you in, you know, I'm in control. No matter what the outcome is, I will be your hope. I will be there for you. And, um, and so I went to the studio that day and praise God, everything ended up being okay. But, um, it was, it was just a marker for me that the Lord spoke to my heart at a time I needed him very much. That's so good. Shelly, what about you? 
Um, you know, I was thinking as they were talking and I don't really know that there is one specific song for one specific time, but there's a song that's kind of has stood the test of time, I think for all of us in different ways. And it's the song, Jesus will still be there. And I love those songs that you can just kind of put whatever you're going through. I mean, I could, it's not like I haven't never had any troubles. I could just tell you a whole host of, you know, worries and anxiety and stuff that I've had along the way. And, um, that song always just seems to come at the right time. Um, and then one other song that was just really personal for me is that, um, like a lot of women, I think I deal with a lot of anxiety and control. And, um, there's a song called fearless heart who, um, that, um, just talks about living outside of fear mm -hmm. and not really giving fear a space in your mind and in your heart. And, um, we had a really good friend, Scott Kerpain, that wrote a bunch of songs for us. And his mother-in-law was dying of cancer. And I remember Katie, his wife, telling me that she would literally walk. That was her song. And she would walk around the house singing that song till literally the day she died. You know, and so um, just she was kind of an inspiration to you, I think. I, lo I love that music can be kind of healing mm -hmm. and it just is a place where we where we go to find comfort. And I mean, I, I think I have, you know, a lot of different favorite Point of Grace songs. Elizabeth, uh, do you have one? Do you want to share yours? I, Elizabeth's never no, heard of I still, I still <laughs> go back to like Keep the Candle Burning and Circle of Friends. We did, when I was in youth group, we did a musical that was all your songs. And yeah. so I just still remember those from the musical. Aww. <laughs> oh. Oh, I think we need to hear, we're, I'm going to have to hear more about that story <laughs> later for sure. I, I think for me, the great divide, because yeah. I knew the um, the writer of Grant yeah. Cunningham. Yeah. And so when Grant passed away and just, it was just kind of a very sudden, very tragic as, yeah. as a young man. So that's always going to have a special place in my heart. I know his sister yes. and, and so, um, mm -hmm. and and brother-in-law really well uh so every time i hear that i just think about the impact i mean and the music industry is so interesting because even here in nashville you know people will ask me a lot of times you know do you run into you know people that you know in the music business and you, you always have to say there's i'm probably around people in the music business all the time that i don't even know because it takes so many different people and mm. in the in the industry um that do so many different things so it's it's really a, a kind of a unique business and everybody plays such an important role in that mm -hmm. and i'm sure that you guys have thought just you know over the years you've been doing this quite a while but think back just kind of to a younger self whether it was maybe just <laughs> you know maybe starting a marriage or parenting or in the music industry what kind of advice would you give to your younger self at this point well with Ugh. marriage i would probably with marriage for sure i would say forgive faster just mm -hmm. don't let it don't let it stick just move on yeah mm -hmm. that's good it's good yeah. i think for me just the comparison wheel has always been a struggle for me. Um, just, you know, am I doing enough? You know, I'm looking at somebody else and they're, what they're doing and what they're accomplishing instead of just rejoicing in people's gifts and um, and what they're great at and, and ex you know, exhort them in that and, and be comfortable with, you know, the things that I can do. And I just, you know, I mean, from parenting to putting your kids in every sport you possibly can, just all of that, started or, or got on the wheel because 
I'm comparing myself to others and, and well, my kids need to be, oh, oh, their kids signed up for soccer and they're four. I guess I should do that too. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it was a wheel that I, I rode on for a long time. And, um, and when I have finally crashed and burned and can't stay on the wheel anymore, um, it's been a freeing place to be. I love that you liken or you compared it to celebrating other people. And I mm-hmm. think that is the key to not comparing ourselves is mm-hmm. celebrating the wins in other people's lives. Cause I definitely know I struggle with that at times. I actually said to someone the other day, I was like, right. I'm at the point in this pandemic where like the Enneagram threes, those achiever people are just really annoying me right now. Cause they're doing all <laughs> the things. And I'm just like, I've watched, I don't know how many seasons of like British crime dramas. That's what I've oh. accomplished during the pandemic. Oh, you and so. I, uh-huh. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank right. you. So I'm just like, I, but I do struggle with that. And that's something that I have to keep reminding myself is like, let's celebrate the fact that they are accomplishing all these things that are great and wonderful for the kingdom of God. Um, or, you know, just in their personal lives. And I think that's the key is because it's hard to like be mad at somebody or annoyed with them if you're celebrating with them. So, I do think that's a lesson that I have to learn all the time over and over again, for sure. Oh, yeah. Shelly, what about you? Anything you'd tell your younger self? Um, Probably it kind of goes along with Denise's a little bit, but just maybe like leaving, just not not feeling like you're a loser if you don't fill up your entire day and calendar every hour with a meeting or a lunch or something and that you, you know, that you kind of can't be all things to all people and just to leave like margin in your life because it makes you a happier person. Yeah. I definitely think we can all learn that. Yes. Yeah. Those are excellent sure. lessons so. that I feel like we're all constantly learning throughout our lives, mm-hmm. but for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Since we have three guests on, we wanted to try something That's new right. that we've never okay. done before. Um, it's going to be the lightning sure. round. So we're going to okay. just give you some scenarios, some most okay. likely two scenarios. And we want you to tell us which of the three of you is most likely to do this. Okay. So, okay. okay. The most likely to cook a full three-course meal for guests. Oh, Shelly. Shelly. For sure. Hands down. <laughs> yeah. Not even, awesome. not what, even what, worth thinking about. <laughs> what would you cook, Lee? What would you cook? Oh, it wouldn't okay. be me. It'd be Shelly. It was Shelly. Oh, Shelly. Oh, sorry. I'm, oh, what, what I'm I like, cook? yeah, what would you cook, Shelly? I was like, uh, I mean, uh, uh, how many courses does three. it have to be? So it's three. Pre- pretty simple. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I do some kind of really good salad. Lee likes it when I chop up everything yes. real little. She thinks that makes me Martha Stewart. So yes, but she's like, how did you make that salad? I said it to I'm her like, yesterday. A knife? A knife? <laughs> a cutting board? <laughs> and then she always goes, nah, 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 when I tell her. <laughs> and then I don't know. I probably make like um, a really good marinade of like pork mm-hmm. tenderloin with the sauce. And then I'd make, um, I don't know what I'd make for dessert. Maybe something simple like some really, really good store-bought gelato with like, do you know what an affogato yes. is? And you put like No, espresso no, I don't, Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> See? No, no. We, well, we, we'll all be over. We celebrate her gifts. <laughs> yes. Her gifts. <laughs> yes, so Elizabeth and I will be over in a little while and you, we'll, we'll be... <laughs> all right, let me get that started. Yeah, do that. Okay, next one is... Most likely to buy an RV and become a snowbird. Ooh. 
Gosh, I don't. It's between Denise and Lane. I don't think any of us would do that. We've, our families talked about doing the RV thing for the summer and do, so, I I mean, that would excite me. I'd say Lane. Yeah, I would go for that. I'd go with that. I was thinking snowbird, like, I was thinking in my head going to California. Colorado and living up there in the cold. I, I don't know why. No, That's, like that. I know no, what a snowbird just, is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Going to yeah. Florida for the winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I still think Dane and Lee might would do that more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who is the most likely to forget her surroundings because she's so engrossed in a book? Denise and Shelly, both. Yeah. Well, I'll read books. Yeah. I would, I'm most likely to forget my surroundings, but I'm not sure that it's always because I'm reading a book. Right. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, I do like to read. And um, once I, if I get really into it, I don't really like to talk to people. Yeah. I like to read. What's something that y'all have read lately that's really good? The Bible. <laughs> I, just, I just finished um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, yeah, who was the great. former White House press secretary. Okay. I just finished her book. And it's just so, you know, no matter, you know, what candidate you like or whatever, or even how you feel about president the president or anything I think it's such an insider's view Mm -hmm. just a normal common everyday person finding herself in the White House like it was so you know it's how she drove her (laughs) Yukon the first day or you know whatever to work and kept going through she said I kept getting closer and closer (laughs) like to the West Wing like I'm like oh my gosh my parking spot's so close (laughs) you know it's it's just, it's, it, it, you can kind of see yourself in her because she's a mom with yeah. three kids and, you know, that kind of stuff. I loved, I loved it. It was very fast for me, yeah. too. So. It's always fun to just see someone else's perspective that I would totally. never be that person. So it's great to see it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. She seems interesting. I might have to pick up that book. That it's would be, so good. A good it's, it's a great really read. interesting. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So who would be the one most likely to go back to school for a PhD? Oh, Shelly. Yep. Shelly. <laughs> Not me or Lee. Nope. We don't want to nope. go to school. Okay, so we nope. have found out that Shelly is the cook. She is the reader, and now she is the academic yeah. person. Yes. The what group. the heck do you do, Shelly? That's I all we do, Shelly. I don't know. <laughs> okay, who's most likely to decide to spend a month backpacking across Europe? Denise. No, Denise. Denise, would. for sure. I mean, yeah. she, I wouldn't she be climbs. scared of hiking. Yeah, yeah, she she mm-hmm. exercises. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> what country in Europe? What what country do you think? Ooh. Well, I would I think I would love to see Ireland mm. as long as it's warm. I don't and I not rainy. Be, like I don't want it to be rainy. Like it'd have to be that perfect prime season. But yeah, I would I love to see that. I don't know when it's not rainy in Ireland. <laughs> that yeah, is going to be the problem. <laughs> I feel like it might be August, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, sounds good. Okay, um, most likely to binge an entire season of a Netflix series in one weekend. Lee, yeah, Lee. me for sure, <laughs> for sure. Because I don't read books, but yeah. buddy, I can Netflix, baby, all day. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, do you have one that you've binged recently? That I that I recently binged. Um, uh-huh. I just finished uh, Virgin River. That was a binge. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I did, I finished a, a British one. Um, yeah, she's a big Jane Austen, like loves all that. Yeah, I'm a Jane yeah. Austen freak. Um, I can't think of it off the top. Oh, wait. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my noodle. Yeah. But when you said, Kelly, when you, not Kelly, 
um, uh, Elizabeth, when you said the, oh, the crown, well, oh yeah, I did finish the crown in a day and a half, um, <laughs> but that's cause I had chores. I would have had it done in about half a day, but, um, but I, yeah, I love, I retain it. If I can see it, smell it and touch it. There you go. You're yeah. definitely a visual learner. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. I get it. Okay, so our podcast is called The Marked Podcast. So we'd like to hear maybe like something that has really marked you in your walk with Christ. Um, okay, <clears throat> that's easy yeah. for me. And this kind of goes back to what Denise was saying too. But there was a time when my daughter was like kindergarten, first grade, and I was on that hamster wheel Denise spoke about, about just having her in every activity and worrying that I'm not going to get her enough. And what if she's not good at this? And I need to put her in this and like comparing myself to what everyone else was doing. And I don't know why, but the, the County that we live in in Tennessee is so over the top with sports. Like, like you think Texas is no, like kids around here have like football trainers when they're two. I'm not even joking. It's so ridiculous. And then all the girls are doing soccer and dance and cheerleading and they all sing like Adele. I mean, it's crazy. And so, um, we, I was just kind of on that hamster wheel and I was in a Bible study and I just remember, um, the, the teacher of the Bible study just saying kind of in passing, you know, y'all just have to remember that the most you have, you have the most important job in the world and all along the Bible in the old Testament, God talks about how the most important thing we can do is pass along the story to our children while they're with us. And I, you know, we went to church and stuff, but I just never, it just helped me like put things in Mm -hmm. perspective and go, okay, if I don't do this, I'm really a failure. But if I do this and all the other things fail, you know, even the grade thing, I was so obsessed with grades even. And I I had to learn that like, you know, if she goes along and like fails in college, but she has God, she's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It's like, if she has God, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But if, if she does really, really well and she has an amazing job, but she doesn't have God, it's kind of doesn't even matter. So I don't know. That was very um, like marking for me to like, kind of like shift my perspective at, at home. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, I would say from now she's a total Bible scholar. Yes. I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. <laughs> she is a sweet girl. They both have sweet girls. She's sweet, but yeah. Um, our kids are great. We do have great kids. They have their moments, but we do. Yeah, we are we blessed yeah. with some really sweet kids that love Jesus. And that's, what we're thank we're so thankful for. But um for me, I think um about when I hit 42, um there was just there was some things going on um I love that in my marriage and just yeah. life and I was just a mess and I, I couldn't I couldn't figure out what was going on. It was like I shouldn't I mean things are going fine in my life. Like I shouldn't be falling apart. And I went to, uh, I sat on the couch of a counselor and he just, you know, I just, he was like, what are, what is it? All these things that are laying on top of you, weighing you down. And, um, and it goes back to that whole comparison thing and, um, expectations of myself and, and, you know, thinking, you know, all, 
you know, I've, I've been a Christian since I was six years old. I've loved Jesus, you know, all this time. And yet what is wrong with me that I'm so unhappy? I just, you know, and, um, I just, you know, put expectations on myself that maybe are unrealistic and, and, and a lot of things. And it really boiled down to, he said to me, you know, what is this that's weighing down? And I was talking about all these things and he was like, what is it you need to know? And I think it, after digging a little bit, I just needed to believe that Jesus loved me, period. And I've known he's loved me my whole life. It's the first song I ever sang. It was my first solo I sang in church at three, you know, I've heard it and known it, but my heart and my mind had a hard time accepting that it still didn't have something to do with me, that there was a checklist of, of a good girl, a good girl of grace, a woman of faith. She does these things and, and all of those things can be beneficial. A lot of those things, but if I don't believe first and foremost that God just loves me, period. And it was just a marker for me. It, I don't know why the shift happened and the change happened, but it did. And um, I hear his voice. I talk about this in the book a little bit, but I hear his voice in a different tone. Um, and I just, um, I have more grace for people who are struggling with, a moment in their life, whether it's a marriage or parenting or whatever, I have more grace for that. I hope um, because I saw myself fall apart and realize that you know, without Jesus, we're all desperate. And um, and so, anyway, I think that for me was a, a big marker. Yeah, you know, Denise, I guarantee you, some someone that's listening to this today needed to hear that. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I really, I really do think that. There, there are a lot of listeners who just need to hear what you just said. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. What about you, Lee? Uh, I would probably say I was also at age 42 when <laughs> I was. Uh, <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> um, uh, mine had a different, mine was a, a little bit of a different journey, but um, the Lord, he's, he, he always knew the desire of my heart. He put it in my heart a long time ago. But after 20 years of marriage, you just assume you're one and done. And I was in the middle of doing a Bible study, a Priscilla Shower Bible study called um, God Interruption, you know, Interruptions by God. And it was the story of Jonah and how his life was interrupted with God's plan for him to go to Nineveh and how he fought it and fought it. And so um, unbeknownst to me, I thought I was just, you know, learning a little bit more detail of what God's word was. And, um, but after that, after I finished the Bible study, that's when I found out I was pregnant and, um, talk about an interruption. It was quite the interruption, but (laughs) I think what marked me was, um, just recognizing that the start of a marriage is blissful. The middle of a marriage is fun, raising your pumpkin. And you just assume after 20 years that you're kind of, you've kind of hit a little, a little plateau and everything is steady Eddie, but man, God has still an abundance beyond our imagination and, and it was worth the surprise. And, um, and now the things that I'm learning through my son talk about just, you know, learning, trying not to be wound as tight as a mom, as a person, as, as a clean freak. And, you know, just they're trivial to most people, but for me, they're big mountains and hurdles that he's, allowed me to to conquer because I can truly trust that he's personalized himself in the very 
just in my whole journey from the beginning, the middle, and whenever the end will be. So uh, interruptions are a good thing. They're not necessarily a bad thing. So 42 for me was pretty, pretty amazing as well. Wow. Well, I just want to say thank you. And I know Elizabeth feels the same way. Just what a fun time this has been just hanging out with you guys. And uh, we do want to just encourage our listeners to check out the new book. It's called How You Live. You can go to LifeWay.com and just in the search bar, just put How You Live and you're going to find it. So we encourage you. And to we'll do have that. links in the show notes as well. Thanks, Elizabeth. That. Yeah, that's a great reminder. that we'll, And we also will have a link there um, for LifeWay Women Live. We know you guys are planning Yay! on being with us for that. And and um, yeah. so a lot of our listeners, we would love to just make sure that you know about LifeWay Women Live. So go to the show notes for that link and go to LifeWay.com and under our events. And there's a simulcast with that as well. Right, Elizabeth? So Yes. yes. So if you can't join us in person, yeah. you can join us via the Internet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to lose all my baby weight for that. Yes. <laughs> I'm still working on that, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. even we'll be like. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, It'll be great. That's right. Well, thanks, you guys, again. Thank and it's been, just, it's been a fun time with you, you, ladies. And we look forward to even just seeing you guys in the year ahead. Yeah. So Thank we'll uh, see everybody next week. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag Marked Podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.